What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. I am Ryan, and I am Jake's big toe. Yeah, big toe, buddy. Well, we're back, and we're back on... I don't know. I don't fucking know. We're back, and we're back on uh, Google Meet for the second week in a row, because I probably still have uh, the coronavirus, Ryan. Well, what you got from anal sex, because everybody knows that's the only way to catch it's monkeypox, and I don't have that yet. So yeah, I think it's coming around. <laughs> they said America is like really uh, has the most of it out of any place in the world right now. So of I'm course, like, oh, we man. do. I don't really understand anything about uh, about monkeypox, but uh, I do know that I think we should finish one deadly infectious disease before we start on another. You know, it's kind of like how your parents always made you finish your broccoli before they give you your two scoops of vanilla ice cream for, yeah, uh, for dessert. And uh, I just, yeah, I, I think we should really chill out on it. There's too many. Also, monkeypox is such a scarier name than COVID. COVID is just like boring and bland. It's not even scary anymore, but fucking monkeypox. It sounds like Outbreak to me, the movie. And, you know, thinking that I don't have to wear one of those big yellow suits that are like scientists wear freaks me out. Freaks me uh, out. See, I'd feel safer if I had that, even if that yellow suit was just made of like paper mache or whatever. And my head was just like one of those pinatas. I would feel still feel safer um, against the, I don't know. So a monkey doesn't come and like teabag my face and I get monkey pox. I still don't really know what, how exactly that, uh, how that happens, but I'm assuming that it comes from a monkey teabagging you. No, it's it's a monkey having sex with you, or vice oh. versa. You having sex oh. with the monkey. Oh no, <laughs> it's a little bestiality ish. But <laughs> I guess now it's like telling on, like it's like whenever whoever pees the pool, you can see like the colors around them. And you're like, oh yeah, that person peed. Well, whoever gets the monkey parks, you'll know that they've had sex with a monkey. I don't know. So giving you up. So in like a couple years where we've got like people start getting like sheep disease or whatever, it's like oh that horny farmer fucked that goat and that hey sheep. Man. <laughs> One time I seen a horse have sex with a man on the internet and people do it and it's it freaks me out, man. It freaks me out. On purpose? Um how would it not be on purpose? No, I mean like you found it on purpose. Oh yeah, somebody told me about it. I was like, nah. I was a very <laughs> curious kid and believed in nothing. I was like, you you couldn't slay me. I'd have to see it to believe it. And let me tell you, I had to smoke a cigarette after I seen that. I was late for work. So and you were like, only nah, eight years old at the time too, which is e even worse. <laughs> You know, living in this third world country, we know as America, <laughs> it'd it be like that. It'd be like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing like, imagine why the thought process of doing that before you had to start a shift at work too is also insane to me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I only got five minutes and I don't want to get there early. Let's watch this video of me getting butt fucked by a horse. <laughs> Uh, well, here's cheers to uh, more good decisions from from both of us in the future. I guess. Yeah, it's gonna be terrible decisions. Um, I I think I made 
another terrible decision. I've told people at work about this podcast. Oh, great. And I warned them. I was like, it's crude. But I'm like, oh, God, who knows what people will think, especially if they see me in my real job and they're like, wow, that's that guy. And these are the thoughts that run through his head. (laughs) It's no, I don't see. I I feel like we say like balls and stuff a lot, but I do not Mm -hmm. think that we necessarily are any worse than uh, anybody else on the Internet. Uh, I mean, I've just been openly admitted to watching a man have sex with a horse whenever I was a younger a younger lad. A younger lad. <laughs> a younger lad, Jake. When yeah. I lived in Ireland. <laughs> when I lived on that horse farm in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> and I made precarious videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seamus. Anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should... Yeah, I can, well, I can't wait to hear what your what your coworkers think. I, admittedly, have kept this. Uh, I've only said that uh, I had a podcast uh, to a select amount of people, but I use the same setup f- for this that I do at work. So everyone's like, "Oh my god, you should start a podcast. You've got a great voice." I'm like, "That's a crazy idea." <laughs> Be like, I already am. I bet there's not. Okay, what is it? <laughs> Seventy-five <laughs> like of this up on the internet already where I ex- get really angry about Batman and other dumb shit every single week. You want to hear my opinions? Huh? Do you want to hear my opinions? <laughs> Everyone said no, but we, you know what? We've been doing it for almost four years anyways. So has it been almost four years? It'll be four years in September. Oh four my God. Fucking years of this. And I've got to make any sense. I really thought I could. Uh, I thought we'd both be multi-trillionaires by this point, but it turns out the podcasting industry, not as much money in it as I thought that there was. It's Which because is why, everybody started after we did it, and then they were just better at it. Uh, it yeah, <laughs> that's probably <laughs> what happens. If I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, but we, you know, we have grown, there may or may not be an automated ad that a cast stuck in the beginning, middle and end of this episode where we were doing ads for manscaped or whatever. So there's who's to say that we haven't had explosive growth or whatever. Also, if there's an ad for things that you want to remove explosive growth, manscaped, (laughs) trim your balls and your bush, do whatever you want. Manscaped. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm really excited that I told people from work about this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But Jake... Manscaped, use it on your face if you want. We don't care. (laughs) You can use it before or after you clean your pubes. (laughs) Or your boobies. It's for the pubes and the boobies. Yeah, if you've got some especially hairy titties. Anyways... uh, (laughs) That that ran out of steam, and I regret bringing it up um, quite quickly. Well, <clears throat> Ryan, we speaking of uh, animals and hair, uh, but not bestiality. We've still been playing more mm-hmm. stray. Uh, you've you've been you've been chipping away at it, and I finished it in my uh, COVID brain induced uh, fog from the for the past weekend. And I have to say, it's wherever my game of the year list ends uh ends up this year it's 
definitely going to be in the top five unless something seriously impressive comes comes out and knocks it off of its lofty perch and you know makes it fall all the way down into the dark dank sewers that are inhabited by weird metal eating bugs it's going to take us something to take a serious shot at it i like this game a lot and you get to be a kitty cat so most importantly, you get to be an adorable little orange kitty cat just parkouring around uh, parkouring around the city. I didn't. Uh, I forgot to ask you last week. What? It, how is it uh, running and performing on PS4? Anything noticeable? Look noticeably like not as good or slower or anything like that? Or is it pretty? No, pretty I haven't really noticed anything. I will say some of the graphics. Um, in the beginning, whenever it's the cats together, it, that was a little, um, that didn't look as real. And I was not impressed by the graphics for that part, but I think it's a, okay. Um, I, it's not going to depreciate or, uh, mess up someone's experience with the game. Yeah. I, that's kind of, kind of the way I felt it. Even on PS5, I have to admit that cat, the, especially a lot of the close-ups of it does not look that great. <laughs> I've seen better like animated uh, animals in video games and stuff. So it, it's, they seem very selective in some of the things that look really good and other things that don't look uh, quite as good. I know it's a pretty small studio that, that put this together, but I'm very, very impressed with it so far. Uh, I think some of the reviews that I've read, people are either really, really, they love this game. They love all the directions that it goes and other people that just wanted to run around as a cat. Now, I'm assuming in, in the, like the little outer jungle bits that you started on, they just wanted to do that for the entire time. And I don't understand that to be perfectly honest, that they didn't think that this was going to turn into a game at some point. <laughs> I wonder if they were expecting this game to be so successful as it was. I don't know. I think that they definitely have benefited from releasing at a time of year where there is a big gap, <laughs> I would say, in big releases. And the fact that it's you know on PlayStation Plus day one. And I was surprised it's not on Xbox, but... I think they've definitely benefited from that and that added extra bit of attention. I think it's just a lot more people are having a lot more fun with it than I was I would have thought. I love seeing all the videos of of people with their their cats and dogs reacting to this as they're playing it on TV. Yeah, my cat was looking at it. I know we touched on that last week, but he was just like staring. I'm like, "Yeah, man, it's a cat. Get over it." <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I don't remember a goddamn thing I said last week, so apologies. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, let me remind you you did say some very racist things. So oh, no. Just, uh, <laughs> I have said some... <laughs> you can't call Italians that anymore. <laughs> no, it was against white people. Oh, no. Italians? <laughs> you called them um, crackers. Crackers and honkies. I was a little, a little curious about that. Um... <laughs> there's literally there's literally no telling and that the longer this bit go, bit goes on the more i think it may have actually happened so 
<laughs> well, if you believe that, then let me also tell you that you owe me $100 because I gave you $100 last week. I, you may have not remembered, but totally did. Okay. Well, that definitely sounds like a thing that would have happened. So Yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I'll make sure to uh, I'll make sure to get that check in the mail to you. It will only go Perfect. by check as well. <laughs> Perfect. I look forward to bouncing the shit out of it. <laughs> if you do not do not try to cash it. It will not go through. <laughs> I mean, you wrote a million dollars on here. I mean, how was I supposed to know it wasn't real? Yeah, I fell asleep while I was writing the zeros on the end of a hundred. I just kept going. <laughs> yeah, those uh, kind of look like commas to me instead of uh, periods or decimals. <laughs> he put some fractions in the middle of it too, so I don't don't know what the what the fuck was up with that. You know, it's best that maybe you let me fill out the check. Yeah, I'll just sign it at the bottom, like I'm one of those elderly people at Lowe's, from Lowe's Foods. Can you put the amount in there for me, please? Yeah, buddy. I'm make sure and put your all your other personal information up here at the top, and I'm gonna make it out to myself, and I'm gonna write yeah. it for a billion dollars. <laughs> thank you for your contribution. Yep. Thank you for your yeah, and donating to the charity of me, a poor person that works in a grocery store. Well, uh, so good news, Jake. You were never arrested for that. I'm pretty sure that might be a felony, but okay. Yeah, good job. Yeah, I'm glad that I admitted that in the public recording as well. <laughs> um, I would hate try. episodes of this show to be ever used as evidence <laughs> in a court of law. Yeah. There would just be evidence that we're, we're psychopaths. Uh, the craziness of us is probably borderline psychotic. Yeah. Where like the word like penis eventually gets outlawed and they, yeah, they have to remove all references to that word from like the internet. And they, they just really hung up on every single episode of this podcast. We're like, Oh my God, there's so many. We could just get charged by every time we use it. Well, then if the word penis was, uh, you know, a crime, then I would probably say penis more. And I imagine that even just saying it now in my regular, you know, speech and talk, I would probably go to jail for a very long time. If saying penis is a crime, then I'm going to have to do a lot of time. Yeah. While you get penis in jail. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would definitely happen. I would not do well in prison, I'm afraid. Um, God, we went wildly off track there for five Well, Jake, if you ever go to prison, just find the biggest man there and be his bitch. Like, really work on that knob of his. If you really <laughs> want to do something to impress somebody to make them want to keep you around. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> the... Um, so how much how much of this game has been spoiled for you? I do want to I do um, want to talk about actually the literally nothing. I haven't heard anything. I see stuff where people are playing, and usually the focal point um, in the things I've seen, they're like, "Oh, you get to play as the cat," and they show like some gameplay and stuff. But go ahead and ruin it for me. I it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I will forget I about it. I, I, love, 
Yeah, I mean, we probably ruined a bunch of things for people who listen to this podcast. You know, They're let me be another casualty. <laughs> Their will to live, wanting to listen to something funny, wanting to laugh and enjoy things. Yeah, I'm sure we have ruined a lot of things. So, <laughs> thanks, thanks my mother for listening. And my father said I ruined theirs. <laughs> wanting to be referred to as somebody's son. Um, all sorts of wonderful things that we cannot go back to anymore. Um, so by the end of uh, by the end of this game, like uh, like I said before, we started recording. Every time I thought I was at the end, it would open up to another part and another level. And I was a little annoyed about it at first because I, I f- was just like, I, I really thought I was going to finish this in like the next like twenty minutes or whatever, which is an insane thing for me to think <laughs> and also be upset that there's more game because I really enjoyed it and I really enjoyed the time I spent with it and. I could easily see this being something I pick up and kind of just play through once a year for the next, I don't know, until I'm dead. That's oh, my God. Until, <laughs> I'm only anticipating being alive until 2024. So by the time uh, I may not get to see uh, Avengers, Kang, fucking whatever it is that we'll talk about in a little while. But uh, <laughs> um once you make it through the sewers, I think that this game actually improves a bit. I really like that first little, the first little village or the the slums, and I I was wondering why it was called the slums, and if there would be a nicer bit that's not quite as slummy. Um, I, I think I think that after playing playing Cyberpunk and playing this, this is something that absolutely leans into that aesthetic in a much more pleasing sort of way. It's one of the reasons why I did not like Cyberpunk 2077 was just the fact that the whole city was just had garbage in it everywhere. Um, like they just really went overboard with the garbage. And I think that this shows something that is more run down in a realistic sort of way. You know, you know what I mean? Like there's no reason why uh, in Cyberpunk when you go into a bar, like there would just be bags and bags of fucking trash. Like, behind the bar you've got trash cans fucking use them like i don't but this it, it's more the stuff and the way that everything is kind of laid out really lean into the aesthetic that these are robots that basically replaced people and they're performing these actions because they miss humans and they don't really understand why they do things that humans used to do like when you walk into there's a bit later on where there's a an actual restaurant that you walk into and they're just like, yeah, we make burgers, but we don't eat them. And I don't really know why we do it, but we just, we make burgers. Uh, there's a, there's a bar uh, that you can go into mm-hmm. and there's one robot that's, that's drunk. He's supposed to be working in uh, working in a clothing store and you go talk to the manager and the manager's like, I can't believe that fucking guy is probably at the bar again. So you, have to go to the bar and wake him up by walking across uh, the ceiling and knocking a paint can onto his head. Dad, <laughs> is that you? Yeah. He stands up and goes, oh my God, I got to get back to work. <laughs> and so oh, there, there's, I forgot what my point was. The point, the point being is that you, once you get through the sewers, you go to this other little village where there's this one person, one robot that's meditating, and they, they talk about they keep talking about Clementine, and Clementine's the person that definitely knows how to get outside. Mm-hmm. And um, 
when you get there, you get to Midtown, which you find out is really far above where the slums are, which they kind of allude to where they're like, oh, all our trash just kind of gets dumped down here by the people in Midtown. And you're like, oh, makes sense. Midtown, not that much nicer. It's wet, uh, but the all of the like neon signs and the reflections stuff look really fucking good there. I think that was definitely the point in the game where I was like, I love the way that this looks. I love this. I just love this shiny, flashy neon aesthetic that is just everywhere for no real apparent reason. Just it looked just looked so good. But that's that was my favorite bit of the game right there. Uh, I, I love that whole section. I loved where you wind up having to uh, there's these little robots called sentinels, which just kind of float around. You have to sneak through a power plant and steal a nuclear battery <laughs> to, uh, to restart, uh, to restart something else that's essential. And you're having to avoid all these, these robots and stealth sections uh, and you, the stealth sections, you solve those puzzles by jumping into these little cardboard boxes and hiding. And I'm like, cause you're a cat. It's perfect. I love love that attention to detail there, game. Um, and it was just it was just really good. You wind up uh, using the battery to restart the subway, and you take the subway all the way to the the, the command cent- the abandoned command center. And I had no idea what I was going to find when you get there, but it's like perfectly clean, and all the like worker robots have just been there for hundreds of years, I assume just painting and sweeping and vacuuming and dusting. And it's just, it was so cool to see that because I did not expect that after a game that's been so like wet and dark and dingy that you just walk into this like super clean office space and you really get to see how the story has unfolded and you get to kind of find out what happened to the people, how the cities like got walled off. Um, and how they're all were originally supposed to be interconnected by these these subways, uh, but now they're not, obviously. And all the people, all the people are gone, and all the little companion robots just kind of took their place and continued to do the work and behaviors that these people did. And I thought it was it was really neat. Your little robot friend winds up sacrificing himself. Um, wow! No. <laughs> uh, and not in like a super dramatic way. In like he needed to. It needed like a power surge to override these like terminals to get them to turn on again in the first place. And he was like, he's like literally shutting down on the floor. He's like, I knew this would happen. Sorry about it. Um, oh, there's also the twist. Are you, you sure you want to hear this one? Go ahead yeah. and hit me with the big dog. B12 is the mind of the scientist that was uploaded to the network. Oh, so the, I kind of actually had a feeling about that whenever I, he, whenever you first get him, because he makes mention. And I was like, I wonder if this is scientist, because I feel like that's been done in other stuff. So that's actually not a, too surprising to me. Yeah, it wasn't a, like I didn't have to pick my jaw off the floor when that was revealed to me. But I think that the way that it's done is almost kind of sad because he's like, oh, I. Because once you regain enough of the, those memories and stuff, he's like, I used to be a person, but I don't understand. I still don't understand what happened to all the other people. And he just has like a midlife crisis or whatever. And he's like, sorry, 
Uh, I'm not going to, I just need some time to myself. I'm not going to like translate anything anymore. So you're just back to being a cat and you can meow at robots and stuff, but you don't know what they're, you don't know what they're saying. You don't, there's just a stretch where you're you're not quite sure what to do or where to go, (laughs) which I thought was, uh, I thought was interesting, but yeah. So he basically has to sacrifice himself to get all of these computers uh, at the command center to start up again. Uh, but you are able to open the big roof, huge roof thing. And so while you are able to go back outside, all of the robots and stuff that for years and years thought that there was no outside or that it was a uh, like a myth or whatever, as they say, and we're saying in the slums, they all of a sudden get to see like blue skies and sunshine for the first time ever. So it's a really, uh, a really like, I really like that ending. Uh, and just that gameplay as a whole, I, I really enjoyed where the little story wound up going. And it's just it's just a fun, really well-made, really constructed game. And I, I don't see why anyone wouldn't like this. Did they explain why the dome was in place? Yeah, there was a, uh, you're going to love this, Ryan. There was a pandemic that mm. killed a lot of people. So they wound up building all of these cities that had uh, domes over it. And they were supposed to be interconnected with these subways so that you know, after eventually uh, it was over, uh, you know, life would be able to kind of return to normal. But the city got locked down and all the people died. And uh, that was it. <laughs> it was just kind of stuck in, stuck in lockdown. And it was, they were obviously there for so long that the robots just kind of took the place of people uh and they just started carrying on like uh things were normal but they obviously weren't and they couldn't remember why they were there and they didn't remember what happened to people they were just like yep there used to be humans and now there's not and we don't really remember what happened so just yeah, really good thing none of that like could happen in real life yeah, it's a great thing that there are no parallels to the real world in terms of that happening, especially in, especially when you look at people that have money that could buy more privilege and, and buy like nicer areas and that people that are underprivileged wound up living in uh, destitution and have trash dumped on them. <laughs> yeah, it's I a, don't know how that would imitate reality at all. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing that this is a work of fiction that has uh, no uh, no obvious parallels to real life. So good, good on your game for that completely out of left field ideas that you put forth. It's a relief that we do not live in a similar sort of world. Great imagination. Great imaginations. I don't know how they come up with stuff like this. <laughs> Um, but yeah so you would say um, that this is in your top five of games but would you say it's in your top three of games for this year especially that have released this year I'd say yeah I mean we'll see how God of War turns out but I'm going to assume probably pretty good Uh, but Mm -hmm. it's just it's something uh, it's something different it's not a game that I think I would normally give um, a shot if uh, if it wasn't if I didn't hear hype around it and if it didn't have a, a, an appealing aesthetic to me, uh, and I think that 
a lot of times video games, whether you like them or not, depends on whether you like whatever it's wrapped in, you know? So at, at, cause at the core of it, because that's what, that's what games are. It's some of them are pretty damn similar. If you look at what you're actually doing for however long it is, but it's like, do you like that aesthetic? Um, and if, and if you like it, then it's, uh, I, th I think it's great. It's just, um, because I wouldn't, it's not a platformer. It's definitely not a, it's not like a Mario. It's not like um, Ratchet and Clank or, or anything like even close to that. There, and I wouldn't call it necessarily like a puzzle game either, either because it's pretty, the puzzles are literally you talk to someone that needs like a wire and then you talk mm -hmm. to another. It's like, I need a wire to, I sell wires and I need, to, and I'll trade them for three cans of, uh, monster energy drink or whatever it is that you were that she had to get out of the vending machines i just thought it was funny that that was currency was just old cans of energy drink that you found um well i mean whenever you need energy man that's what you need to do is get the energy drink but yes um uh, it was very that's very interesting i noticed that too with the uh robots being very uh human-like but in the sense that it doesn't make sense like why do you need soda you multiple people are like, no, I'm not thirsty. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> is that something that they do? Or is that just them repeating like a common like response that they'd hear or whatever? It, it's so, I don't know. I just, I really, when the first, when the robot showed up, I'm like, what is this game going to be? <laughs> but I wound up really, really liking that. I liked all of their little designs. Um, I didn't think that they necessarily needed to have the little um, rice paddy uh, straw hats on <laughs> to, to be like, no, this is in Asia <laughs> or like, no, this robot's Asian. Like, yeah, I don't necessarily think they needed to do that, but um, well, maybe well, they, I hope give some identity. I, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Cause he was like the guardian. So he had like a bow staff and stuff. I, a lot of I them know. did. It it would and it was kind of like <laughs> like do like they wouldn't none of them like had like sombreros and stuff on like that too. It's just like or you know like a Native American headdress. It was just like nope. Some people just wear some of them just have like regular clothes and other ones are just like no this robot's Asian <laughs> and I didn't think that that was necessary. But anyways. <laughs> There was a gay robot with a bunch of beads. Like, hello. <laughs> it's like the yeah, just just uh, we're and and I get that they're trying to mimic human behavior, but they didn't necessarily have to do, mimic like cultural stereotypes. Well, uh, I think if you don't say you know because it's just a robot, it doesn't have like a nationality and everything, like. You know, maybe it's something that they could have found from their owner or whatever. Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's one of those one of those decisions where I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I'm not gonna go around and be like, oh, this is the you know racist or whatever. But there, it's just one of those weird decisions that I I don't quite, I don't quite understand and that's after reading an article that I didn't completely, I didn't agree with, but they, you know, they do make like valid points about certain decisions like that. And 
but also I think that it's, it's definitely one publication where they, they will crank up the outrage meter every now and then over stuff that does not, is not worthy of that. Um, so, um, but, uh, it's, it's just, if you, if you haven't played it and you're listening to this and you're like, why would they talk about a cat video game two weeks in a row? It's just <laughs> really fucking good, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't. Cats, okay. you, I love cats and I like video games. And the fact that they made one, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is, this is exactly uh, my alley cat that I was just, this is what I want to do. And I, I like robots. I like sci fi stuff. I like wet cities. <laughs> I like neon signs. Everything you, like you could. Trash. I like trash. trash now. You just trash. I'm white trash. And so it's just all of that <laughs> stuff just really coalesces into just a chef's kiss of a, a video game. Absolutely. Something that I didn't know I wanted, but turned out to be exactly what I needed. Well, isn't that what you said about me the first time we met? Didn't wasn't <laughs> something that I wanted, but turned out to be exactly what I needed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty sure you said that to me at least on two occasions. Yep, and well, make it a third. Now it's a, <laughs> now it's I'm gonna live forever on the internet, just like all of my other <laughs> dumbass opinions. <laughs> right, well, that one's not a dumbass opinion. So I'm like sorry. all my other dumbass opinions before it <laughs> <laughs> entered into the record. Your honor. Um, so the other thing that we watched this week was Umbrella Academy. Yeah, you've so you've finished it, and I am halfway through. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, again, I think that I love this show. I hated the first season, but it's gotten so much better, and these characters are just. I feel pretty well written for the most part. And this show has that weird, just strange, strange vibe to it. But um, I don't know. I talked a lot about Stray. Do you want to you lead this one a little bit? Well, I, I'm a little scared because I don't want to screw up and say something that you haven't gotten to. But I will, I will just lay down the basics that I think will be easy. Um, so basically, our, we've time jumped. Our, our crew has time jumped, and um, whenever they time jump, and this was the cliffhanger of uh, the second season, we come back. They come back home, and basically, uh, everything is just as it was in their dimension. But there is a new crew in there called the Sparrow Academy, and the um, umbrellas and sparrows fight each other um, and the uh, umbrellas end up kind of leaving because they've lost and then they go to this hotel called Oblivion. They have a dance fight too, but that was just in Diego's mind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was part of like somebody's uh, the sparrows abilities to, you know, their magic abilities. But anyway, they go live in this hotel, Oblivion. They have just enough money to stay there for what seems like forever. Um, <laughs> that watch was worth a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, I got this paper clip, a penny, and a old person's candy. Uh, yeah, you can stay for as long as you'd like. Yep. Um, cool. But uh, so that happens. Then uh, Leela comes back, which is 
um, the daughter of, I forget what the name of the lady was who worked for the, um, yeah, oh, she, uh, what was her name or her job description? Because I forgot who she was. <laughs> yeah. She... Well, I can't remember either. And I'm actually a spoiler alert. I'm surprised that she doesn't come back um, in this year in any kind of, in, in any way, shape or form. Um, it makes sense because she died, but at the same time, it just in this show, it just seems like nothing really ever ends because you time jump and then all of a sudden you're in a new world. I gr- get that they're over multiple time, um, multiple time lines, but I, it would just surprise me that they had removed her from the show. Um, she, her role was the handler. The handler. Like, can handler. you handle the ball? <laughs> now we're back. <laughs> Can you handle the penis? This is what we go to jail for. Um, What's up, coworkers? <laughs> um, and so I also was very curious how they were going to transition Elliot or Ellen Page to Elliot Page or Vanya to Victor, and it was very much just a decision, just off the cuff, which. <laughs> And the show was just like, yeah, I'm going to commit to this. But I imagine in real life there might have been some deliberation because um, it's hard for me to think that Juno w- and would, you know, end up being like a guy in the future. So I and that was very interesting, especially seeing Ellen Page over the years. Um, yeah. Transition Page. So that was probably one of the main things I was interested about in the show because I know they were going to address it. And the way that they address it is basically they barely do. Uh, although I will say well, Elliot Page it wearing a really not. Happened. Oh, what? And so they acknowledge it, but everybody's kind of like, whatever. You know, they're yeah. very pacifist about it. Which is probably the way that uh, it should be. But uh, I, I will say Elliot Page wearing a, not a very good wig in that first episode. <laughs> Just. <laughs> they could have tried maybe a little bit harder with with that one uh but yeah uh he just literally is like gets a haircut and was like i'm tired of uh not uh being myself and everyone's like well all right okay. <laughs> and they very quickly just kind of move on yeah um, they kind of dismissed it a little bit yeah there's no shock be like, at all be like victor and they're like who's victor and he's like, I am. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. All right, so now the world's ending. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, this Pharaoh Academy, Vanya, or Victor, goes and talks with the number one for Pharaohs to strike an accord because uh, Victor knows that he can beat number one for the Pharaoh Academy. And I think the Pharaoh Academy guy knows that too. So they strike a deal, but the deal never comes to fruition because there's a Kugelblitz um, that is loading up in the basement of the um, mansion that the pharaohs currently occupy. So while that all this drama is happening above, below there's like this festering, like, I don't know, end of the world kind of destruction taking place. It's very small at the time. It's um, like a miniature but, sun. 
just hanging out yeah. in the basement. <laughs> and, uh, and so basically number one for the sparrows goes missing. And then at the beginning of one, another episode, Luther's just running, um, like in a jog or whatever, and they come and get him and like beat him up and the sparrows do. And then they take him back and hold him, uh, for like ransom or whatever. But he, they treat him really well. And then he falls in love with one of the sparrows and her name's Sloan. And, um, basically they were quite accommodating and then they ultimately let him go. Yeah. Except Ben is just, he's a real dick, isn't he? He is, um, for this, um, area, but it's interesting how they do that because um, for the actor, cause you get to see like different facets of the acting for the actor. He's got range. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I don't think that he's a phenomenal actor by any means, but there is a little bit of range there. I mean, he's playing <laughs> two different people, but they're the same person. So it, it, it does give you like a different perspective of this particular character. Yeah, because he is a yeah, he's a ghost in the first two seasons, and here it's very much like um, there was episodes of the original Star Trek where they go into like a dark dimension, and everyone is just uh, like evil Spock and like evil Scotty, and they're basically the same except they just have like mustaches and they're just really mean to everyone, and that's kind of what this reminded me of, where he's just like. It's just well, the evil, same character. An, He's real mean. <laughs> there's an yeah. evil Scotty. Yeah, pretty sure what there's does he not evil. do? Does he not beam you up? He leaves you down there? He's like, nah, bitch. Yeah. He's like, uh, fuck off. Why don't you fuck off, laddie? Beam <laughs> <laughs> me up, Scotty. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it definitely just kind of reminded me of that, especially because I was... They, you don't really... They're just confused at, at the cliffhanger, but then you get to see like them start talking in the fight in the first episode of this, and you're like, oh, okay, like, this, is what, this is what this is. Um, also, they're doing something different with... Um, uh, oh, what's his name? Old boy. Reginald? Uh, yeah, Reggie. <laughs> they're really mean to... Re- the Sparrows are really mean to Reggie, where they're like drugging him and being like, sign, over, sign these legal documents, you old piece of shit. <laughs> well, I will tell you that... It may be for good reason, but you'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, I really, I've just, I, I do really enjoy this show. I, I love the direction that it, it's going. I love the pain in like, um, I cannot remember the characters' names at all. Whispers Girl, because she lived um, like in. She lived like I love I love doing this on Google Meet where we interrupt each other to be like, oh, I don't know the answer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> That's the professionalism um, they come to enjoy. <laughs> this is exactly the, the kind of camaraderie you'd expect after 170 episodes. Hey, sh- stop talking. Nah, don't worry. <laughs> <anything. laughs> um because, but she lived like um, she had like an entire life in like the 1960s. She had like a family. 
Um, and she, her character this season has taken a turn where she's like, I'm done being nice to people. I'm going to be a dick like Ben's being a dick to everyone. Uh, and Victor is, is trying out something new, not destroying the world for the third season in a row. Uh, number five, basically the same. <laughs> Unchanged. He's just over everyone's shit. Uh, and every mm-hmm. single time I forget that he's actually like supposed to be 70 years old, but he's in the body of a like 14 year old kid. And I forget that all the time. Um, but I, I think that between number five and Klaus, they are still my two favorite characters. And I love that we got that one, the, the one buddy cop driving episode where they drive out to, uh, to look for Klaus's uh, mom and find out she's Amish and they stop and look at the world's biggest ball of twine. And they have a great exchange where he's just like, well, I guess it is pretty big. <laughs> I still I thought, thought it would be bigger. bigger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a well, really I, big ball of twine, but I thought it'd be bigger. <laughs> I think that this season gives us, uh, it makes us enjoy some, b-side characters because i think for me i know klaus is one of my favorites and five is one of my favorites and to me neither of those those characters didn't change but like uh rumor changed and then five changed luther changed diego changed honestly luther and diego i really liked their storyline and their characters seemed much more interesting this season than they had in previous seasons, especially Luther, because Luther's kind of just been a side guy. I think last season they really helped flesh out Diego a little bit more, but I think they do it. I mean, both parties get it a little bit more. So they kind of like made the worst characters better than they were before. They kind of like helped bring them along a bit. Yeah, which is which is how it should be. I think that uh, I do think Luther was definitely kind of comic relief, basically. And they they kind of address that a little bit. And they're like, "Well, you're their number one." And he's like, "Yeah, but nobody really listens to me. Like, it's just kind of we're, this is kind of how we operate over there. We don't. <laughs> uh, everyone just kind of does. Everyone just kind of does their own thing." Um, yeah, I I really like the direction he's going, having like a having like a love interest because at one point him and Allison, which I just remembered was Rumors Girl's name, uh, mm-hmm. he had like a crush on her, even though I guess biologically they're not related, but definitely legally they're all adopted. So, um, well, but yeah. they were always like romantically involved, uh, but then things didn't work out and then he went to the moon and then Allison married. And then even when they time jumped last season, um, she was with somebody else. Yeah. Um, they kind of dropped that. Uh, thankfully they dropped that plot line. <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad they have did you that. Seen, have you seen Harlan yet? Uh, yes. Uh, he had his he had his moment when the sparrows show up, and then I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" And they're like, "Who's Harlan?" And then you get the uh, <laughs> you get the the up to speed thing where they're like, "Bet you don't remember this kid from two years ago." I'm like, "Nope, to really forgot that." <laughs> I it's well, difficult going two years in between seasons because I do not remember some major plot points. I also have a really difficult time remembering what each of their powers kind of are because 
I feel like some of them are a lot more vague than others what exactly their superpowers are. <laughs> well, their powers also get stronger, too. Like, um, this season, Klaus... It seems like last season, Klaus got pretty... Um, he could see, like, dead people or whatever. Yeah, um, he got and then sober, he got too, was a big thing. Was yeah. He's not, not doing meth anymore, so he can actually... like. <laughs> He's not as much of a fuck well, up. His powers go up in this one, so you get to see a little more of that. Um, also, um, Allison, I think her rumors uh, there's there's a change takes place, um, but I think everybody else kind of stays the same. It's just those two that you can really explore their power. But like Luther, I mean, he's just really strong. Um, Diego, he's just really good at throwing things at targets. Vanya, I, I could expand on Vanya, I bet. Um, and I guess they kind of did. They kind of did. I didn't see any difference, but there definitely was expansion there. So I do think that I had. Well, I think that. that I think that their power really. It, the the big reveal was that originally they didn't have any powers and then it turns out they're actually the most powerful one of all, but they just have a real difficult time controlling it. So <laughs> I think that the that that's the progression with that character and those powers is that oh the, you know they're just, they're a loose cannon and that the progression is getting that shit under control. <laughs> so you're not causing multiple apocalypses. Pretty true, but they always find their way out of it. Yeah. Um, but our team uh, oh uh, the Harlan thing he like kills two of the sparrows like pretty damn quick. Like I thought, you know, they would be there to be more um, antagonizing, but they really weren't. I mean, they kept giving them opportunities to like fight and try to be in the limelight a little bit more. But whenever he showed up and just killed him, I was like, damn. So I brought them unexpected. They don't come back. They don't. Damn. <laughs> oh, did I spoil that? Oh, <laughs> uh, I would. I see. I was wrestling with that. I was because when I saw that happen, I was like, I bet that this in a in a show that has no problem jumping with time jumps and alternate dimensions and stuff getting changed and rearranged. That that might not have been the last time we saw them. But I was like, but what if it was? And they just literally get burnt to a crisp, and that's it. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, that was a spoiler alert. But uh, yeah, they don't return, which was a surprise to me because I, like yourself, just thought there would be some way to write them back in or, you know, I will say this season goes places that you're just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Very strange and interesting. Um, it's, It's good that there are stakes. They're like actual stakes because if you're, I feel like Marvel kind of is guilty of this where nobody's ever really dead. (laughs) They just find a way to bring them back somehow usually. So when somebody literally, even their face gets melted off on screen, I'm like, that person will probably be back. So it's kind of refreshing in a way that when someone just gets brutally killed in a split <laughs> second at the end of an episode, like, no, it's real and it's permanent. <laughs> they did. They did, did. <laughs> there ain't no question about it. Yeah. So, um, 
spoiler alert, they never come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they went. They said they were going out to the store to get some cigarettes, and they never came back. Oh, Dad. Um, <laughs> I, I never really understood what that one guy with the messed up face, what his power was. Like, I mean, he was just strong. I think his power was that if you punch oh, him, it hurts him. you in the same place. Well, so... And then that one girl could spit venom that made you have bad dreams. Or good dreams. Or good dreams. Um, <laughs> or but or wet I dreams. Just, I don't know if they stuck to all the things that happened to him. There was so there's a fight between Diego and that guy, and um, and like a supermarket CVS kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, it seems like sometimes whenever you get hit, he wouldn't react like Diego wouldn't react. But whenever he threw something at one point, he did react. And I was like, well, that's out of his hands at that point. Wouldn't that put the item in question, not the person who's swinging it? Yeah, that is, I, I agree. And I think that might be one of my only real criticisms of this show kind of throughout is that it's not very consistent in what their powers are their powers are not seemingly consistent across different scenarios. <laughs> so that's why it can be really confusing, especially with a long layoff between seasons to really remember what can this person do? And I think the sparrows is especially they're not super, they don't really nail on what their abilities are. And, and they seemingly kind of change and shift based on what the plot needs from them. <laughs> <laughs> right which is kind of like i don't know it's not bulletproof writing right like whoever's done that should maybe invest in yeah I, it's a show that really cares a lot more about the characters and how they interact more than it being an out and out normal superhero show it's not really, it's got definitely has some good action sequences, but it's not concerned with that. It, that's not its most, um, it's not at the forefront of what they're trying to do, I don't think. And so stuff like that does seem like an afterthought because it probably is in the greater scheme of what they're doing. Um, yeah, and I'm trying not to spoil anything for you um i think that eventually uh the apocalypse i mean i feel like i could share this but uh, the apocalypse gets closer and i kind of like the impending doom um that is going on about them but they are not so um phased by it and then they almost look at it it almost looks like in some scenes it's kind of like a sunrise where you know they're just staring at it not that it looks like a sunrise but they're just kind of staring at it it's almost like in an admirable way um so i thought that was kind of cool about this season too because they're a little callous essentially they're like yeah we've done this twice in like two weeks this is what it is oh yeah another another important thing to that you pointed out there in the world of the show all of this has taken place in like two or three weeks basically um, even though, yeah, the whole time physics and time mechanics are all jumbled up to where they in real time. Yeah. It's been three weeks, but so they lived like 
they spent like 10 years or something living in 1960s Dallas, Texas. And one of them may or may not have tried to shoot JFK or tried to stop the shooting <laughs> of JFK. God, I love this show so good. <laughs> Isn't it all over the place? It's just, uh, in, I mean, it keeps very interesting and it's just, I don't know. They just come up with the wackiest things. Um, I will touch on the fact that um, Five and Layla, they, which is an interesting combination of two characters coming together. Um, but they go to, um, what is it? The, the commission. I forget what. The commission, that's what I was looking for. They go there and uh, Five runs into himself and finds out that he created the commission. He's the founder, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like he's dying there and he's on an iron iron tube, like an iron lung or whatever. And he, the old one dies in front of the new uh, Five, or the younger Five, I should say. But that's that's interesting. And he also, the older five tells his younger self to not do anything. <laughs> Great advice. That's what I, if I could talk to my younger self, I would say the same thing. Just don't worry about it, man. It's going to be fine. Probably. Yeah. And then they like cut off his chest tattoo. I don't know if you've seen that yet. That was kind of like, okay. I did. He had, so it looked like some important right. information there. So yeah, they don't have phones, so they just took it with them. Um, I like the fact that the show isn't afraid to improve on its characters who are lacking. Um, because I uh, like Diego, he thinks that he has a son with um, Leela, and you know, that it becomes like an arc for them. Um, and um, then there actually is a kid. And um, Diego has to take care of the kid and stuff, uh, which is very interesting. Luther finds love, so he starts dating one of the girls from uh, the Sparrow Academy. And it's just interesting to see more dynamic from those characters. Um, and then also <laughs> just like the crazy ass storyline that kind of takes you for a ride, and you're like, okay, well, I feel like I know what's going to happen. And it's like, yeah, now we're going to do like this huge turn and we're just gonna go places you wouldn't expect um, <laughs> i did really like when after they hook up and he's just like walking through the park he's like i would like to buy some condoms because <laughs> i be having sex and that guy is just yep. looking at him like congratulations man good for you <laughs> yeah. oh that's how the monkey park park started um <laughs> <laughs> well, he is like, monkey. Yeah. yeah, they have like they what she's got gravity powers or whatever, so yeah, yeah she can just... manipulate things. Um such as gravity. And I think like she can you know, whenever she's battling, she can force people like them to not be able to throw punches and things like that, like they stop in their place. She stops in their tracks. Yeah. God, this show is so good. <laughs> but yeah. yeah um, season more than the other seasons. Great. Do you want to do maybe a, a more, maybe a little more in-depth talk next week after I've, uh, we, or I've after I've finished it? <laughs> or you want to just yeah, put we'll it in it for now? First, yeah, we'll do like the first half and then we'll do the next half. 
<laughs> keeping in tradition from how we've always talked about this show for some reason, even though, well, yeah, pe- look behind the curtain. It's been hard. It's been hard to watch <laughs> a lot of a lot of new stuff from tra- between traveling and getting COVID. It's hard to focus on too many things at once. So it is what it is. Uh, I know it's been out for a few weeks, but I'm liking it. But watching 10 episodes of anything over the course of two days isn't always the best way to consume it. So I've been taking it an episode at a time and kind of enjoying it uh, a little more that way. (laughs) Do what works for you, boo. Because, yeah, I can understand getting burnt out on something and you're like, damn, I was really looking forward to this and I just kind of lost all steam for it later on. Even if it's something that you like, you know, kind of like, kind of like this, I, I think that I am much more inclined to enjoying the week by week thing that other apps are doing. Um, and I think that Netflix maybe is missing out when they dump an entire season in, in one day because I feel like the, the season three of this really flew under the radar. But if they were on like that week to week schedule, people are more anticipating what's going to happen next. And it's also stays in that conversation a lot longer. You know, it's been almost it, a month. Yeah. It causes them to be more relevant because there's more episodes. You can't just, you know, yeah. this, I felt more. like it was a blip and it kind of got buried by uh, other things like uh, Kenobi and the boys and uh, other movies and stuff that are out. And I and not, don't even know if any, people are, are talking about it which is a real shame because this show is is amazing <laughs> it's so well i think that um if you're in the know you're in the know about the show because it's been three seasons and then you know my chemical romance is i have some involvement to it yeah I, gerard gerard way was the co he was the co-writer of the comic series and i think he's an executive producer of the the show yeah, and maybe, I mean, it does deserve more um, eyes on it, or at least to be spoken about more. But I think people, you know, if you, you should know by now about the show. But then again, we haven't watched Doom Patrol, and I know that was another one that was um, something that we had talked about before that may be similar to Umbrella Academy, um, but like watching it at some point. So I might do that. As well, I still got to go back and watch Miss Marvel too. Yeah, another one that just there's too literally just about too much stuff out right now to talk about all of it. <laughs> so we got to be yeah. pick and choose. Well, um, if you do this for a living, I wonder if it's like you know so hard because you're seeing like a million things at a time, and you don't really have enough time to digest or really. I mean, I guess you can fall for it, but as soon as you fall for it, you don't have that period afterwards where you think about it for a long time because you're on to the next thing. And I think sometimes things mean more to me or I can tell how much they mean to me by how much I think about them afterwards. Oh, 100%. There are a million things that we've watched either for this podcast or just that I wanted to watch on my own that afterwards it just leave my brain immediately. I'm like, well... I can't remember if that was actually good or not because it is just something that I don't even remember watching. 
usually not a sign of quality when that happens, but sometimes it just stuff gets shuffled. <laughs> it's just, it may be okay, but unfortunately not very memorable. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like that is the nice thing about, I guess, doing this podcast is kind of forces us to watch things that maybe we wouldn't watch. Um, but we also have enough time to like, I don't know, enjoy and think about, you know? Yeah. And talk about it with, with somebody else. Cause there's been plenty of times where I have to do not have fully formed thoughts in my head when I begin speaking, but by talking to you about it, I figure out what I'm trying to say halfway through, mm-hmm. which is enjoyable for me and anyone that listens to it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I gotta watch the show. If you haven't watched it yet, just like get on it today. Um, be prepared for something strange and out of the ordinary, which I think is kind of what we need because everything Marvel's very well. Marvel's kind of moved on to, you know, kind of getting out there. But this, uh, this Umbrella Academy—they're they're very good. And yeah, I, I, just, Doing the boys and and doing this, it really reminds you that you can do comic book stuff with that doesn't necessarily stick to one particular formula. And in a way, thank God that I don't you don't have to watch thirty different things to understand what's happening in the next Doctor Strange movie. (laughs) It's just a relief to watch a season of something and be like, ah, thank God I can just forget about this and for two more years when season four comes out. (laughs) Yeah, and I know um, the uh, Comic-Con was happening, so um, a lot of um, information came from that, especially concerning Marvel. Yeah, would you like, like, let's run through the list here, because I've got it pulled up. We've got everything for literally the next, like, four years that they've mapped out. We've got Phase 5 and 6, called the Multiverse uh, Timeline. Uh-huh. Uh, so on in February of 2023, we start with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, in okay. spring, which is 20. It, well, sorry, it, I've heard that that one is supposed to take a big turn. Like they're really swinging for the fences on this uh, new Ant-Man, and then his they, daughter is going to be involved in it. Um, uh, Paul Rudd. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember what his name is in the show or the movie. But uh, his daughter is going to be in it, and she's going to be like an ant person. An ant person. Please, I am an ant person. (laughs) (laughs) Check yourself. Scott Lang. Lang, yeah, Scott Lang. Um, So Cassie Lang will be the one who is going to be taking over for dad. I think that she'll be... You know, obviously, I think Paul Rudd's run is coming to an end, much like most of them. Uh, you know, the three movies that they get dedicated to their own uh, character. I, I think his time's coming to an end, quite like Hawkeye, you know? Except, except his, he's going to be a movie. Except for Hemsworth. He's openly said, I'll ju- keep doing these as long as people keep watching them, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, after yeah, the feedback of her, yeah, after the feedback from Love and Thunder. Some people might want that end to come sooner rather than later. I don't know. <laughs> I think he gets one more shot. It may be like a Hulk and Thor movie. Um, 
But I think he gets one more shot. You can't let the man go out like that. You got to get one more, you know? <laughs> so in spring of 2023 on Disney plus, we've got secret invasion. Uh, it was just a new series mm-hmm. featuring people. We met all the way back in captain Marvel. You remember that? Yeah. Three, three years and a billion Marvel properties ago. <laughs> um, then we've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in May of 2023. Also, uh, I hear they're trying to make that pretty crazy, too. It's so crazy. Uh, we're getting Echo in summer of 2023. That's going to be a Disney Plus series. And then later on that summer, something that I am much more looking forward to is Season 2 of Loki on Disney+. Uh, Plus. Yeah. Then we get The Marvels, which is going to be a sequel to Captain Marvel and a continuation of Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very confusingly named. Um, and then this is going to be uh, an interesting one. In November, we're getting Blade, a Blade reboot with uh, Mahershala Ali as Eric Brooks, the titular vampire hunter. And they're saying that Anthony Starr, Homelander from The Boys, is going to be Dracula. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> which I, that's kind of like a typecasting to me. I mean, he won't be able to cuss as much, but I think he can just be as evil as, you know, he wants to be, like he usually is. I think yeah. he'll be pretty much a dulled down Homelander, I think. It would like. be weird seeing him play a nice character because. Homelander does you that. Shoot a drop. Yeah, exactly. Every time he's nice, you're like, what are you up to, you son of a bitch? You <laughs> bastard. <laughs> um, we're getting Ironheart uh, in the fall of 2023. And then we are getting, uh, in early 2024, we're getting Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Uh, so Catherine mm-hmm. Hahn is back. Uh <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about that one. Like, what is that one going? Like, how does that fit in? Because Agatha in WandaVision, she was defeated, right? And like, how does where does her play come in in the timeline? Was that is this going to be like a one-off because people enjoyed her character so much? You know, what I, I think that's going to be an interesting one for me because I just don't know how it fits in the universe. Yeah, it's. That is a strange one to me because it's the defeated villain from a fictional town that Wanda created in her mind. (laughs) I don't fucking know. (laughs) It'll be entertaining. I think it will be entertaining. I think it'll be fun. I enjoy the witchy stuff. um, She was great. Yeah, Kath, I think it was it was a great performance by Catherine Hahn. She's a she's really, really good, and she was especially good, especially good in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> later on in spring of 24, we're getting the uh, Daredevil of Born Again series on Disney Plus. So they've managed and to poach that. Four and a half months, I think. There's gonna be a new episode for four and a half months weekly really. Good lord. <laughs> They're really going for like the old fashioned, like uh, 20 episodes a season model. Yeah, that's what they did with season one. I watched the first Daredevil uh, season, kind of got burnt out. There were so many episodes, um, and each episode is like an hour long. And I don't know if it's 
I mean, I understand that Vincent D'Onofrio is coming back. Um, I don't know if Foggy's coming back um, or if anybody else, but I would like to see maybe some changes to it. I enjoy the fighting and stuff in the show originally, but it was like the same moves over and over. It, they were realistic in the first season, but I don't know. Maybe it got better in the second season. I, I don't know. I got to go back and watch it. There was like a ton of things that I missed, like Jessica Jones and stuff like that, that I just, I just need to go back and watch. I need like a whole week off to commit to all this stuff. Yeah, too much stuff. <laughs> but it uh, continues to roll on because in May of 2024, we're getting a new Captain America. And so Anthony Mackie is now uh, replacing, officially replacing Chris Evans as uh, Captain America. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to uh, to see that and how if that struggles under the historical weight of, you know, Chris Evans playing that character for so long and what it's like to see, I guess this is the first time we've seen a direct transfer of a title between um, one of the, from one character to another, where we've literally get to see a new uh, Captain America. So be that'll be uh it'll be interesting then we're getting thunderbolts in uh july of that year so really two months later we're getting another marvel movie in the theaters uh and this is for a crew uh that uh mm-hmm. baron has starts and they disguise themselves as heroes after the uh, avengers were killed uh, um well i also understand to my understanding um uh, I assume that maybe Cassie Lang will be in that somewhere, but I don't know for sure. But um, what is it? The Black Widow's sister, she will be in there. Um, Kurt Russell's kid from um, the Captain America series. Um, What's that girl's name? It was uh, Kate from Hawkeye. Um, She'll be in there. Um, Um... Yeah, hold hold that thought. <laughs> I know her name was Kate, um, but uh, yeah, she'll be in there. And Billy I think there will, yeah, and I think there will be some other uh, people. I think the team. Oh, America Ferrera or not Ferrera, America Chavez. Yeah, <laughs> so she'll be in there, and then I, I, it'll be all these like. Not oh, is Echo going to be in there? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I can't recall, but at that, basically it's going to be kind of like the B, B grade tier, um, which maybe they'll make them A grade because they're bringing them in. But uh, most of these characters have just been side characters in movies. Well, speaking of A grade, after phase five, we're kicking off phase six about four months later with a Fantastic Four movie in November of 2024. Um, not an origin story. <laughs> Thank God. I hope they finally just make a good Fantastic Four movie, please. Yeah. Time will tell. Yeah, I think there's a double chance. <laughs> um, and then in 2025, we're getting two Avengers movies. We're getting Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, uh, and they're doing mm-hmm. them six months apart. So, second of May, 
and then 5th of November 2025, and which is the first time they've done that with um, Avengers movies, at least. Uh, yeah, that's really quick succession back-to-back. Usually they wait a year. Is yeah, there anything even in if, between those two? That's the only thing announced for that year, which is, yeah, it's an unusually... The only two movies announced for that year so far. Uh, so I'm, I'm assuming there will be something else interconnected tissue where we get to see that new Avengers team assembled, or maybe that we spend half of the first movie doing that. And then they're like, all right, now we, now in six months, we'll finish this. (laughs) Yeah. That's uh, interesting. Well, you know, next year they're going to overload us with a ton of stuff, a ton of content. And then based on what they're saying now, it's, I don't know. They're saving nothing. It's it's kitchen sink, but I assume things may get pushed back. You know, it never fails. Yeah, when you're talking about stuff that four years from now, that date may will probably slip. I would I would imagine for one reason or another. But yeah, we just read off like eighteen different things, (laughs) so there's a lot there's a lot going on. Um. Yeah, and that phase six is is pretty bare looking at the moment outside of the Fantastic Four and the two Avengers movies, which, again, crazy to say that three movies is not a lot of content. But when you look at everything happening in the next two years, God damn, <laughs> it's so, yeah. much, so much Marvel stuff. That's, that is truly wild that they can think on that and all of these will probably be connected in some sort of way. How does, I don't know how Kevin Feige and, and Disney keep all that shit straight, but that's a truly impressive roadmap that they've laid out there. That's their job. That's why they make all the money. Yep. And that's why we look at that and go, Holy shit. (laughs) Glad that's not me. (laughs) We just get to be like, yeah, this is boring. <laughs> Didn't like it. Whatever. Moving on to the next thing. <laughs> um, I, I, I know we didn't mention it, but uh, uh, there is going to be the XN ninety seven, which is going to be taking off from the cartoon. And the interesting thing is, they continue with the um, where it left off. So Magneto is going to be over the um, the team. Yeah, uh, the team. I saw this, so they're literally they're literally just picking up where it left off. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, I I don't know. A lot of shows kind of do that now, right? Like there's um, like uh, you know, the reboots or uh, like Roseanne is one I thought about. Um, uh, well, they had to reboot that twice, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's something else that's very similar to that. And I think that's more obvious, but that's the first thing that popped in my head. Um, but yeah, I, that's kind of a cool thing that this has made its way back. Um, I would have to go back and watch all the stuff, but they keep using that music in the TV shows, you know, the X-Men music. Yeah. I, I just remember this being, this was sick. And I, I think it, it, this is because it was originally one of those, uh, I think it was one of those, it was like Fox kids maybe, or was it on a CW? I cannot remember what it was. It was on what it was Fox. On originally. Okay. It was on Fox. Cause I remember watching it as a kid. 
Same with the um, uh, Spider-Man show, right? That was a Fox Kids um, Saturday morning original as well. Yeah, and you know, the interesting thing about that is they want... So there was like some... Um, I don't know, some political stuff going on. So they didn't get to finish the Spider-Man um, show. I'd like that a whole another season planned out or maybe another episode where Peter goes back in time or something to that effect. And um, what if we get that, you know, that'd be kind of cool, but I don't know how it works because it's also a Sony property, right? Or is Sony just owned the movie rights? I think they own everything to do with that character and what happens with that character, basically. <laughs> and there, yeah, we, we almost missed out on getting, um, you know, that third Spider-Man movie because apparently Tom Holland had to smooth things over between Sony and Disney. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. They may not be as precious with something like this, or I think, Honestly, the thing that would make the most sense is that since Sony doesn't have their own streaming service, Disney seems like a logical partner to <laughs> if they want if they want a home for some of their stuff, I think it you know Disney Plus is right there, so I'm sure they could probably hammer out some sort of deal. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if there's enough money, you can have them anything can get worked out, you know. Yeah, there's not a lot of problems that aren't solved with money, usually. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I'm sorry I killed somebody in your family. Here's a bunch of money. No problem. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. Thank you. <laughs> um, LeBron James is joining multiverses. I know. I get it, and it's not a surprise. And I think it's actually kind of cool. I really hate LeBron James, but I think that's probably pretty cool. There's going to be a season two of what if announced at uh, San Diego's comic-con. So good. Yeah. And like it's, going to follow, it's going to follow the characters from um, before. Like it isn't like, so I think whenever we were sold on it, it was like, we thought it was going to be a bunch of random shows of like, what if this happened to so-and-so and then they tied it all together. Well, apparently that's going to be what happens this time too. They're going to continue. It's going to be a continuation. No way. I think Marvel tries their hardest where they're like, no, no, this is a standalone thing. And they can't, they're just trying to fight their worst impulses to tie everything together <laughs> by the end of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, mm, yeah, we'll see if we can make this work. Yeah. Um, that this going to be referenced in a movie in like four years so we better figure out a way to to write <laughs> tie this into something else exactly um what else we got um we've got uh the john wick 4 trailer um oh god i hope it's better than the third movie the third movie sucked the first two movies probably my favorite action movies i had seen in quite some time but the third one just didn't hit it's that horse with the messed up head you know everything about yeah. the body and the ass looks good but that face is dreadful <laughs> yeah that's kind of the the general consensus that i'm that i feel about this franchise from the outside looking in is that yeah we should probably wrap this up sometime soon <laughs> uh -huh. um, there's a new shazam trailer and i have to say looks pretty good I don't remember a lot of that first movie, if I'm going to be completely honest, but I 
remember liking it. So Yeah, the first I'll, one was good. I think we gave it favorable reviews. And there's also, um, we got a shot of uh, Ezra Miller. So I can only assume that things are going to uh, get real weird in this fucking movie. <laughs> I think they might replace Ezra. I think... Christopher the, Plummer. <laughs> yeah, I think whatever they're doing with the uh, timelines or whatever, it just seems like both are doing the same thing, right? Um, yep. That they will get that worked out where um, they'll get rid of him and replace him with somebody else. Maybe a lookalike. I mean, I've seen things. I think people were even asking for Ellen Page to take over or Elliot Page. You know what? Give it to give it to someone that wouldn't piss me off, and Elliot Page would be a person that would not do that. Also, probably better actor and more stable as a human being. <laughs> probably not getting. I don't see Elliot Page getting into fist fights or kidnapping people in Hawaii. So, God, <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea um, to not do any of the above, especially if you like money and being in the limelight and. You know, I like money, you know, especially yeah. money. Did yeah, I mention that's money? A, that's a problem that money might not be able to fix. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Um, um, there's a new Black Adam trailer where uh, it looks a lot like some of the stuff we've seen already. So. I don't I know would, if I'm stoked on that at all. I mean, the rock in it. And I guess that's cool. But sometimes I think they just depend too heavily on the fact that it's The Rock as opposed to, you know. I think the fact someone... that we've already got Dwayne Johnson in Hobbs and Shaw pulling a helicopter out of the sky with a chain. Like, what else could he possibly do as a superhero that we haven't basically seen him do already? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just, he's one of those celebrities that maybe he's a little bit too big not physically, but like in terms of, in terms of the public persona, seeing him play things outside of what he typically does, you're just like you see him on screen. And the same thing with Tom Cruise, you're like, that's Tom Cruise, that's Dwayne Johnson. It's hard to picture them as the character that they're trying to play at this point. <laughs> yeah, I just just don't see that movie being good. I'll be happy to be wrong, but I just don't see it being good, but I also see that people would still be like, oh, it's the greatest movie ever just because the rocks in it, right? It looks just generic. It'll be yeah. fine, probably, but I'm not expecting to be blown away by any stretch of the imagination. Um, we've got a new trailer for Sandman, which I'm watching for the first time now, and uh, yeah, I have no clue what this is. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Neil uh, Gaiman, um, a character that he has wrote about. And uh, yeah, I don't really have a lot of info on that myself. All right. Well, we'll reserve judgment on Sandman for now. And I think that's pretty much it. Oh, they fixed the CGI in She-Hulk a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. I think they did that a while ago. And I've seen the uh, bits and pieces. I did not watch the full trailer, full disclosure. Um, but what I did see, I, I I think I watched it in silence. I didn't like watch it while sound was going on. Um, but it does look a lot better. It wasn't 
noticeable and it didn't bother me like it had before when I first seen it. Because the first time I seen it, I was like, this is trash. Um, <laughs> yeah. But much better. Yeah, I think it's... I I did read an article that that Marvel, especially with the uh, the Disney Plus stuff, like they are almost treating... They're treating these TV series kind of like video games in the way that they are literally like patching stuff after it gets uploaded like it's we're to the point now where they're going back and like re-uploading and re like doing cgi and other stuff and just uploading new versions of episodes <laughs> so that's just that's insane to me that we're at the point where you can just patch a tv show <laughs> like it's a game <laughs> Well, you I mean, roll, they I think, roll it out on day one. It's like, oh well, here's an episode where we forgot to finish the CGI, so we'll just fix that in like a couple days. <laughs> yeah, they did that with Stranger Things. Apparently, they've gone back and edited some of the stuff um, to make to make changes. I guess to make some main characters not look so creepy. That's um, wild. <laughs> it is. This is we live in the future, man. <laughs> That is so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's uh, you can do that now. And I wonder what in the future, so it's like video games and TV. I wonder what else in the future will be like that where they can go back and patch it. Oh, oh and computers. I, I guess computers. I want to see like... Um, my life. Yeah. Can I patch my life? <laughs> yeah, my life. <laughs> Can I go back and fix my mistakes or just like, yeah, like show up to work and fuck up a bunch of stuff and, but then be like, Oh, okay. Sorry. Let me come. I'm going to come back in two days and I'm going to re upload all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Go to a fix. dead end job and be like, man, wish I could have that year back. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that'll that's, that's it for all our news and man, what a, what a what a lengthy episode this turned out to be. <laughs> How what long was it? I don't know. Still going, <laughs> <laughs> but not for know. much longer. <laughs> if it goes <laughs> if it goes as long as it took Google Meet to uh, to send me that link to the recording, I'm going to be up for a little bit longer tonight. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, I think <laughs> I might be um, getting into only murders in the building. Oh, I haven't yeah. even started season two, and there are already six episodes have been released. Hell yeah. You want to do uh, do some more do we're some doing that next week? I thought we are doing Umbrella Academy. Well, you can do both or not. All right. Well, you've already finished Umbrella Academy, so you got you can get got some murders in the building to catch up on, and I do too. So Yeah, that would probably be what I do on Sunday. That content train has left the station and it's just, it's gone off the rails, man. There's too much stuff to keep track of right now. Toot, toot, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, Ryan, I think that'll, that'll do us for this week. Uh, anything else you want to, anything else you want to add? My band was in Yes Weekly, which is a major magazine in the triad. Oh, hell and yes. Stoked that we made it. I didn't even know we we're going to be on the front page. We were Absolutely. on the cover. I was like, oh, shit. I got like five of them. Absolutely. If you live in our area in North Carolina, pick that up. Absolutely. Yeah. Go get go get you a copy of Yes Weekly. Look at look at Ryan's big old beautiful mug just plastered all over. 
plastic get get like five copies and just have a literal shrine in your house just don't don't do anything weird but cut out a bunch of copies but you could yeah but you um, could <laughs> yeah and we got a whole page spread too about um like an interview oh, we did i wasn't the only thing that's gonna be spread <laughs> butthole um <laughs> but yeah that, that was like the major news for me this week and that just happened yesterday i just found out that we were going to be on the cover yesterday um yeah so fucking life sick. is freaking good <laughs> but yeah anyways yeah give uh go give the go give that a look get you a copy of yes weekly go uh and go to uh any of the camel city blackout shows you guys are I've played four million shows this summer. I feel like uh, we have played a lot this year. <laughs> I think the next one's going to be the last one until maybe December, at best. Probably next year will be when we get back on it. But we'll we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. Well, guys, uh, thank you for listening, uh, as always. Uh, and as we say at the end of this and every episode of uh, Almost Accurate. Nighty night, my pretty bitches. Until next time, folks.